She said, faith is believing when common sense tells you not to. And you know, there's a lot of things about the Christmas story that our carnal intellect wants to run from. So you would think that it would take a greater dose of faith to embrace it. But the truth is, every person who has accepted Christ, we become part of the miracle. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But I love Christmas. Even though Christmas has become a very expensive time of the year for me. And I guess it has for most of us. But what happens is we get caught up in the giving and we see things that we want to give our family and our friends. And before you know it, we spent more money than we should. Is anybody else like, like me? So I've been known, I know this is hard to believe, but I've been known to complain a little bit about the cost surrounding the Christmas season. So I thought I would share with you a few of my latest I'm so broke jokes. And here's how it works. I'm going to say, I'm so broke this Christmas. And then Jeff Jeffers will say, let me tell you how broke I am. I'll tell you how broke I am. I'm so broke this Christmas that I have to eat my cereal with a fork just to save on the milk. I'm so broke this Christmas. I'll tell you how broke I am. I'm so broke that I would have to borrow the two nickels if I was going to rub them together. Let me tell you how broke I am. I'm so broke that I went to McDonald's and put some fries on layaway. And that's not all. I'm so broke this Christmas that I had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Then I had to rob Paul. That's, that's how broke I am. Okay, you know, no matter how expensive that Christmas season is, it's still the best time of the year. And all of us Christians know that the reasons that we love Christmas goes way beyond the sparkling lights, the Christmas carols, the presents. But this week, while reading the Christmas story for the thousandth time, I found something new and powerful. Now, how many of you know that God's Word is like that? That you can read a passage a thousand times and God can show you something new every time. Do you believe that? So here's the Christmas story, the earthly arrival of Jesus Christ, and it's a fulfillment of prophecy. There are hundreds of references in the Word to the Messiah who will come to the nation of Israel, and they've heard this for centuries. So to the Jews... 
They were waiting for Jesus to come to them. And then, when he finally does come, the disciple Matthew, in describing the events around the birth of Jesus, he tells us a story of some strangers from a foreign land. They were called magi, or wise men. And Matthew doesn't give us a lot of details about these guys. We know that they were wealthy and respected. They were leaders. And that they traveled a very long way. But their mission was to follow a star to the place where the king was born. And once found, they would bow down and worship him. And when they found him overjoyed, they showered him with the best treasures that they had. So reading this little sidebar story of the Magi and being a little perplexed at how and why that it belonged in the story, it hit me for the first time. That it wasn't that important that we know a lot about the Magi. I mean, we'd like to know about their past. We would like to know how they found out about Jesus. We'd like to understand their adventure of what they went through to how they, how they got there. But God, who so creatively orchestrated Christ's entry to the world, knew exactly what he was doing because right there in the middle of Matthew, at the point of the most significant event the world had known, God showed us that men who will lay down everything to seek the kingdom of God will not only find him, but he will lead them to it. You see, his chosen people knew he was coming. And for centuries, they just waited. But the Magi, they didn't wait. They saddled up the camels. And they pursued the king until they bowed at his feet. You see, the Christmas story is about Jesus. But the reason the Christmas story is so great is because like the Magi... The Christmas story is when you and I become part of the story. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The whoever in that promise is all-inclusive. It's talking about you and me. In one of the most popular Christmas movies ever, The Miracle on 34th Street, there's a little girl that's played by Natalie Wood and she, it's struggling over believing in Santa Claus. And her mother responded to her with, believe it or not, some spiritual wisdom. She said, faith is believing when common sense tells you not to. And you know, there's a lot of things about the Christmas story that our carnal intellect wants to run from. An immaculate conception, a virgin birth, a traveling star with GPS in it. So you would think that it would take a greater dose of faith to embrace it. But the truth is, every person who has accepted Christ as their Savior and Lord found the opposite to be the case. Because when we as Christians hear the story of the birth of Christ, we become part of the miracle. 
And we know down deep in the center of our being that yes, one crystal clear night 2,000 years ago, underneath a shining star, God came down to live with us. And he'd bring hope eternal for every person who would believe and receive him. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God be with us. That's his legacy. But today it's our destiny to celebrate Christmas by giving praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That's the kind of Christmas that this is. Can you say amen this morning? How will you be remembered? Up next, the lives we frequently touch will almost always get a true perception of our character. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I have a question for you this morning, though. When it's your time to depart this earth, how will you be remembered? Not something you ask yourself every day. But this little notice caught my attention this week. Listen to this. We were sorry to hear about the recent passing of Robert Kearns, the man who invented the intermittent windshield wiper. At his funeral, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Then there was. Then there wasn't. Then there was. Okay. Okay. But it did make the little little story did make me make me think. When my time comes, what will they say about me? Referring to his time to go, Dr. James Dobson, he says that he wants this one simple epitaph chiseled on his headstone. I told you I was sick. Well, it's pretty, more, it's pretty normal for most of us to avoid thinking about our eventual demise. I mean, it's just not something we're comfortable talking about. 
The insecure Woody Allen likes to say, it's, it's not that I'm afraid to die, I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> but the truth is that reflecting on how we will be remembered can be an effective way to examine which direction our life is currently going. You see, it's not likely that we're, we're going to be able to fool our family, our friends, or the people that we work with about our true nature. The lives we frequently touch will almost always get a true perception of our character. So maybe it's a good idea to overcome our, our phobia of pondering our departure long enough to ask ourselves, how will I be remembered? Because I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to be remembered like the windshield wiper guy. I want to come to grips with the truth that our life is not about what we do nearly as much as it is about what we become. Well, you might say the more important question to, to ponder is when your time is up is, where do I go from here? And that's a good point. But if you can get a read on how you will be remembered, you may have already answered the question. So I can honestly say that I don't know yet how I will be remembered, but I have some wonderful role models to strive after. How about how the Philippians remember the Apostle Paul? He's the one who said, for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. Now that is worth remembering. Failures are meant to be tough pills to swallow, and they're meant to be hard lessons learned. But in the kingdom of God, they are not to destroy you. Find out next what to do with them. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Does, does anybody ever feel like you are a failure? Except me. Or besides me. Well, I want you to know that maybe you're struggling financially. Or maybe you're going through problems with a broken relationship. Maybe you're even battling an addiction. Whatever it is. You know, I want to tell you that 
you're not a failure. You may be trying really hard, but it's just obvious that things aren't getting better. So you tell yourself, I'm a failure. But I want you to know today that you are not a failure. You just have the wrong perspective on failure. You see, everyone fails. It's a natural human quality to fail. To err is human, goes the old saying. But, but what happens is when things aren't working out for us, it's easy to transfer the circumstance of our failure to our being a failure. And that's another mistake that we just don't need to make. Because failure is a necessary element in our lives for us to grow. And failure is an especially important ingredient to your eventual success. Successful people will always tell you that every failure is a stepping stone to their success. So we're going to fail. And we're going to mess up. But it doesn't mean we're a failure. You only have to go back to last Monday night's football game, the Dallas Cowboys-New York Giants. To illustrate my point. How many saw the game? So here we have Drew Bledsoe, our veteran quarterback. He's marching us down the field and he's just a few yards from scoring a touchdown and getting us back in the game. And then with, with, with one quick reflex decision, he throws a bad pass. It's intercepted. And that failure leads to his being replaced and losing his job as a starting quarterback. And if he listens to the hundreds of hours of media talk about this, or reads the miles of newspaper print about this, he would have to believe that he's a complete failure. But let me ask you, do you think that Drew Bledsoe should consider himself a failure because of one bad pass in a career that spans 14 years? In the NFL record books a number of times for his passing skills? Well, I don't think so. And I think the fact that Mr. Bledsoe gets paid pretty well to do what he does and the fact that he's a good family man and he's, got, he's active in many charitable organizations and I don't know all the, all the rest of, very much about his life. But I think that he should have some perspective that he's not a failure. The truth is, he simply had a setback in his work. And you know... Simon Peter, the disciple, he was a confident man. And after connecting with Jesus Christ, he was convinced he was the one that the Lord could always count on. And he told him so. Even when Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times before dawn, Peter didn't believe him. But when put to the test, Peter failed miserably. Just as the Lord had predicted. And the word says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. And I'm sure he considered himself a complete failure. But later in the book of John, it tells us that after the resurrection of Christ, the Lord appeared several times to the disciples and Peter was there. And the third time the Lord appeared was when Peter and some disciples went fishing. And they were out fishing and they heard a guy from the shore say, Hey! Have you guys caught anything? No, they answered, not, not paying much attention. 
And then the guy on the shore said, well, well, throw your nets on the other side and you'll catch them then. And so they did. And all of a sudden, there were fish everywhere. They were just jumping into the net. And one of the disciples said, that guy, it's the Lord. And before he could get the words out of his mouth, Peter just jumped in the water, closed and all, headed straight to Jesus. He let the other guys haul in the fish. You see, Peter showed us right there the most important thing that we need to know about failure. And that is that our failures don't determine who we are. But it's what we do after we fail that most defines us. Our failures, they're meant to be tough pills to swallow. And they're meant to be hard lessons learned. But in the kingdom of God, they are not to destroy us. Your failures are not to destroy you. Peter knew he failed. But he also knew that he loved the Lord. And he wanted another chance. And that's why I don't think it's a coincidence that the same day that Peter jumped in the water to get to Jesus... The Lord asked Peter if he loved him three times. You see, as many times as Peter could fail him, Jesus was going to encourage him and challenge him to a life of glorifying God. And what Christ did for Peter in spite of his failure, he would do for all of us. So you are not a failure. You are a winner in Jesus Christ today. And you just need to hold on. If you're having failure in your life right now, you just need to hold on. And you need to remember this scripture, which is Pastor Dez's favorite. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.